Don't let the noise bury the lead. I'm your host, Tom Frank. Join me on Into Focus as K-Global brings you one smart take on a major communication story from the week that was. We read between the lines so you don't have to and unpack the strategy or lack thereof behind the news. Take four, Ozempic might be Weight Watchers' magic pill. In the minefield that is diet culture, it's not easy to talk about bodies and how to change them. But when you're a company that makes it their business to talk about weight, there's no staying out of the danger zone. Last week, Weight Watchers acquired telehealth company Sequence, which focused on providing access to weight loss drugs such as Ozempic. Weight Watchers execs cite that this move as part of the company's science-based evolution. With the Sequence integration, Weight Watchers can now add clinical options to its weight loss support services, which is currently limited to behavioral-based methods. To talk Weight Watchers, let's welcome Chief K-Global's Chief Strategy Officer, Shannon Powers, and Senior Content Strategist, Amy Rogers. Hello, ladies. Hi, Tom. So Weight Watchers has struggled to maintain much less grow its 3.5 million subscriber base, which not long ago was about 5 million. This certainly reflects a changing attitude when it comes to weight loss. But let's rewind to get this thing started. In 2018, the company decided it could not stand idly by the body positive movement gains as it gained steam, and Weight Watchers subscriptions absolutely plummeted. Its answer was a splashy rebrand, eliminating weight from their name to reflect a newfound focus beyond the scale to overall health and wellness. So I have to ask this, what are we calling this thing now? Is it Weight Watcher or is it WW? And was that all just a ploy back then or was there some real merit to it? I think they thought there was merit to it, but I think it's been universally recognized as a failure and they quietly moved away from the WW, left that as the parent company name, but reintroduced Weight Watchers, again, without any big splashy announcement um, all over their material. So you'll see in all the press cuts now, it's all referencing Weight Watchers. But but no one ever called it WW. Let's be honest, WW is a terrible name. A terrible. Terrible that, name. It was bad. They really struggled to get people to adopt WW. And nobody did. Every article still says Weight Watcher. It really was a change of their logo more than anything else and trying to maybe modernize their look from what it used to be. I mean, a name has to mean something and WW on its own does not mean anything but an abbreviation for Weight Watchers. It so makes me think of WWW or like there's so many other <laughs> WWF, WWE. They tried to argue for wellness that works, but that really didn't catch on either, even though they had it on their site and everything. Do you guys know the origin of Weight Watchers? I think Tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't wasn't it some housewife who really struggled with her weight and none of the programs were working, but she got a bunch of friends together and said, let's make a pact to do it together? That, in essence, is it. But it was 1963, a housewife from Queens named Jean Niditch. I think that's how you say her name. She struggled with weight loss and went to an ob obesity clinic when she was about, she was over 200 pounds. And according to her obituary, she used to hide cookies in her hamper so she would eat late at night and she could not get out of this habit. So she invited several overweight friends of hers, including her husband, over for just a, 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 just a session one time, just to complain about how hard it was to change. And it ended with them creating a pack that they were gonna, they were gonna lose weight together. And then over the course of that time, she lost about 60 pounds and Weight Watchers was born. And the whole idea was that you needed accountability and then you needed some kind of tracking me mechanism by which then that you could, you know, show 
a score, whether it was by weight or point, I guess it eventually ended up into, into points. I believe this was the first of its kind, right? I mean, this was the original diet or the original way to lose weight. And, and I think the points are what makes it unique, right? Yes, although Weight Watchers has expanded its offerings over time. So there are certain programs where you just pick certain foods and then you don't have to track. So like mm. basically you never eat ice cream. You never eat the good stuff <laughs> um, is my understanding. But I think the origin story sort of points out one of the struggles Weight Watchers has, which is it's trying to appeal to a broad array of audiences that are trying to lose weight for different reasons. The person who's clinically obese and 200 pounds and needs to lose weight for their health is not necessarily going to follow the same regimen as the person who's like, I'd really like to drop five pounds for my high school reunion. That's a great point. And so as we fast forward five years from that original brand development, the Ozempic and other drugs like it had like this pendulum swinging the other way, right? People are now starting to think about it less about what you eat and so many other things that are involved. And I think Kim K pointed out that she shed 16 pounds in three weeks and so can you. And you don't even have to deprive yourself in the process. Body positivity may be the socially acceptable term, but it's still in some ways about slimming down, right? Yeah, I think it's a really confusing time for a lot of people. I mean, you know, even as we're scrolling Instagram, looking at all of our favorite influencers talking about their real bodies, you know, they're not photoshopping as much anymore. They're not posing. At the same time, we're still following the example of Kim K, who's trying to squeeze herself into Marilyn's old dress, right? It's, it's, a both-and situation that I think is confusing for brands like Weight Watchers who are trying to have a more body-positive program, but at the same time know that people are really trying to lose weight, maybe for their high school reunion, and they're trying to do it fast. Do you really think that, that times are changing where people aren't, like, so they might not be Photoshopping anymore, but every app has a filter. I mean, maybe that's different, because that's not necessarily weight. That might be other features or other things, but... I don't know. To me, it seems like at the end of the day, people are still trying to lose weight. I think you're totally right. I think we're at this point in time where what we say does not align with what we do and what we mm -hmm. feel. So it's become the thing to say that body positive, body acceptance. But I think if you'd survey most men and women, how they look is still number one priority. And that is still when they look at themselves judged by conventional beauty standards which have not evolved that much. No, and, and when you look at marketing, I mean, has marketing changed from this weird ideal look that, that you should be and that you probably should, don't necessarily have to be? Well, what's interesting, you may not see this as much, but I know Amy and I see this all the time. You'll see everyone from Nordstrom to Sephora showing a wider range of body types. Yeah. But yes. that doesn't change our standards. We know they're doing it because they're supposed to do it. I think the unfortunate truth is, most people still want to look like the size two model. Yeah, I think it's really telling, even if you take TikTok as an example, mm -hmm. the influencers are the most popular there. There are some who are really pushing this body positive message and they, they are taking the filters off when they film their videos and they're showing, hey, this is what I look like with the filter on and here's what I look like with it off. And I think, I would disagree a little. I think the push is slow towards actual change, but I do think it's happening because, and I won't say her name, but one of the most popular influencers who's known for her get ready with me routines and her outfits. The other day I saw a video from her and she took the filter off and she said, I want to show what it looks like when 
I don't keep up with my skincare routine. I'm broken out and things. But at the same time, she still has the standard body that everyone's pushing for. So I think the change is slow, but I think it's moving in that direction. How is this evolution from Weight Watchers different than the first time around? We went from Weight Watchers to WW, which didn't stick, but now we're diving into something very different. So I think they're being smart this time around in that they're not doing a whole rebrand, but this expansion of their service offerings really has the potential to evolve their brand. And what they're doing is introducing this clinical pathway through drugs that are supported by their traditional cognitive behavioral therapy in order to support people who have needs that have not been met by their traditional programs. And as long as the right safeguards are in place and Weight Watchers has gone out of its way to kind of use the messaging that it is, I think that's an, a smart and natural expansion for them. They're meeting the moment, which you know we all know is Epic's out there. We all know that a lot of people are experimenting with trying it. And so why not introduce this into part of your service offerings if people are doing it anyway, and you actually have the advantage of combining it with the support that people should have around it. And the advantage of a brand that I, I, it's hard to find anybody who's not heard of Weight Watchers. Absolutely. Yeah, I find it really interesting even that the CDC recognizes Weight Watchers as a program, like approved program that's evidence-based to prevent or mitigate the effects of diabetes. So they've already got that back, that clinical backing. And now bringing on this drug just kind of integrates that treatment for individuals who need the drug, like Ozempic, to manage their diabetes. Do you guys know, where does Oprah sit in all of this? Is she still a major part of Weight Watchers? I believe she's still a stakeholder, although I haven't seen her as a spokesperson lately. I think Weight Watchers has been a little quiet on the advertising front. Well, it's interesting, though, because my TikTok, again, the ads I keep getting are from Weight Watchers. It's not from Oprah as a spokesperson, but it's a younger woman. The ad that I keep seeing anyway, clearly I'm being targeted, but she's the, the premise of the ad is, hey, me calling my friend to tell her we should get on Weight Watchers so we can do it together. So right back to the 1960s living room mm -hmm. with the housewives, they're kind of tapping back into their identity as it always has been. And it does seem like they're leaning back into the scientific side of it, right? Because that's interesting what you just said, that they're like the only approved. I mean, they, got, they need to start using this stuff to their benefit. They're Weight Watchers. They're the original diet program, and they're now adding all of these other functions that do make it bigger than just what you're eating or what you're doing, but it's, it's actual behavior and health rather than just eating less bread. I'm not sure if they're the only approved program, but I agree with you about the clinically, um, leaning into their clinical side. I think it's a really smart move. Advertising is going to be a really interesting challenge for them up ahead because Ozempic will not be available for everyone. It's only available for those who meet the FDA guidelines, even when it's integrated within Weight Watchers. And they don't want to just advertise themselves as sort of access to drugs, right? So mm -hmm. how they balance their new range of options and use that to evolve their brand will be really interesting to watch. But they are getting to the point where it's a holistic program now, not just kind of one sliver. And to the point about the science of it and being backed, I mean, I think it's not an accident that their chief spokesperson for this new development has been their chief scientific officer and really a smart move on their part. Mm -hmm. So what's the future of Weight Watchers? Is it going to bounce back? Is it a brand like some of these other old brands that are going to make a, a comeback in a new era? Judging from my For You page, I think it'll have a spike. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I think it'll spike in interest. I'm not sure that it'll get back to the status it had with people as far as weight management and diet, but I do think that it'll, among my millennial generation, maybe have a spike. I think it really turns on how it continues to evolve its messaging because the old school accountability, I don't think it's going to work with Gen Z in quite the same way. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of times we're looking for very easy answers. That's why you see people who probably shouldn't be using Ozempic using it. And so if they can come up with a way to attract the people who maybe are attracted originally for the Ozempic and then they get turned away, then they'll be successful. But I think that's a, it's still a tough road ahead. To that point, a lot of people have their favorite fitness or healthy eating influencers that they trust. And so they go there to get the recommendations. And many of them are putting out their own tailored programs. Most of my friends have specific programs based on a different influencer. So that'll be a challenge for them. I'm kind of rooting for Weight Watchers. I am too. I don't know why. I don't know the people at Weight Watchers. I don't know anybody. But for some reason, there's a trust level with them. And maybe it's because of longevity. Because there's just so many other options that, like when you're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram, there are a million things that pop up that say, perfect abs in 30 days. And who of us wouldn't say, hmm, I could use perfect abs in 30 days. That doesn't seem like a lot of work. I think it is the longevity and they have such a body of work to pardon the pun to show their results. I mean, if you even go on Instagram, you can see people's before and afters. You have influencers who share meals and share the Weight Watchers points associated with those meals. They're in different countries. So their reach, like unlike some influencers who are niche, like I'm in the Silicon Valley bro world, for example, Weight Watchers really has pervaded lots of different social groups and statuses. I also think there's something to be said for the simplicity of it, if they don't overcomplicate the programming, mm -hmm. because it, it reminds me of that SNL skit from a while ago, where it's like, to lose weight, you know, eat less, move more. But it's, it's honestly, it's kind of just brilliant in the simplicity. And I, I, you know, I see all these influencers who are pushing this supplement that you take at this time and make sure your cortisol spikes at the right time. And they're so in the weeds on the science and it gets overwhelming. And I think a lot of people don't even try. It's scary. It's just too much. But if you really kind of break it down in the simple way that Weight Watchers does, here's your points. You don't have to cut anything out. Here's an exercise program we recommend. I think it has a chance of gaining some steam again. You know, the other thing that they do differently than others, they have built in community from the start. And we all know from our work mm. in the social media world that that's really what builds like uh, an audience and a following that's loyal. If you go in person, you go weekly to these meetings. And I think a lot of the same people probably show up all the time. And I read that on the app now, they have a 24 hour support with coaching. There's like listservs where people talk about like desserts and all kinds of things. So they do a good job of like, once you're in, you're in with other people. And we know that like people don't get affiliations with brands at the outset, they get affiliations with other people. Yeah. Great point. And they're already tapping that in the advertising. Like the one I mentioned on TikTok exactly. earlier, you know, I'm calling my friend to tell her we should do this together. This, that subtle message made me think about, oh, I should text my friend, make sure she's, you know, my accountability buddy's still before the summer. So that's an interesting point because all of these other ones are very individual. This is something for you. And so many of them are even like, we won't even tell anybody that you're doing this. It's about, you know, and this one is the one that's actually doing the exact opposite. It's encouraging the community, which is where it was, where it was born. Exactly. Authentic to its roots.
For Weight Watchers, this was more than some messaging to meet the moment. It was a thoughtful adaptation of a structural shift in society, the availability of new medications and an evolving culture, one that is authentic to who they are, but also keeps us up with the Kardashians. And that's the key to any successful brand evolution, making sure the magic triangle of messaging, consumer preferences, and your offering is in alignment. Weight Watchers clearly learned from its lessons in 2018, and this time around is leading with a new offering and a strong messaging to back it up. We're looking forward to seeing how its brand evolves from here. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Please subscribe to Into Focus on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us your take on Instagram at kglobal.com. That's kglobal, D-O-T-C-O-M. And if you like the show, leave us a rating on Apple. Into Focus is brought to you by the good people at K-Global. Unlike traditional marketing agencies that look at consulting, creative, and communications as distinct, K-Global exists at the intersection of all three. The fusion of strategy and creative fuels unexpected solutions and better outcomes. The result is impact on your audience in a new market or over a policy. Learn more at kglobal.com. And until next week, I'm Tom Frank, and thanks for listening.